All right. Well, this one's a little bit more on time in it. New DJI drone. How often do I fly the other one? Chinese lesson, done. Ukrainian lesson, done. And a lot more Ukrainian than I thought would be possible. Where does this all lead? I can't believe it's already the end of April. Wednesday, April 26th, 2022, 2023. It's not 2022. <laughs> Wednesday, April 26th, 2023. I'm Steven Sersky. Hope you're doing well. Wherever in the world and however rested you are, I'll tell you. Um, I should know better that when there are certain people who um, go out, uh, it will be one of those nights. And last night was one of those nights. Uh, I think I got, I don't know, I think it was four hours of sleep, maybe, somewhere around there. Not entirely a whole lot, uh, to tell you the truth. And not something I do very often. And I'll, I'll be honest, I don't try to do that. Uh, it's one of these things where I think, uh, it, it's not so, It's not like it takes a long time to recover if you're wise about your recovery for these things. For instance, I was crushing water when I came back. Um, the one problem was I didn't have dinner last night. So I never, I, I had some like greasy, uh, like packaged food stuff. Like, you know, those uh, like here in, I don't know if they do this in Canada. I can't remember. But here in Canada, uh, here in China, they will uh, uh, sell like a chicken leg wrapped up, right? Like So it's uh, packaged, uh, airtight, sealed and stuff like that. Air sealed and everything. And it's just a lot of fat and of questionable quality. It tastes okay. It tastes a lot like salt and usually a lot of spice and stuff like that. So I had some of that stuff, but it was nothing substantial. Uh, so I don't do this very often. It was uh, I mean, because we were sort of uh, paying tribute to a, uh, a colleague that uh, departed, that passed away last week. Uh, so we got together, and because we don't see each other very often, like uh, these these people. So uh, my colleagues and whatnot. So had a few beers, uh, and but then I just kind of kept on going on. And uh, you know, one a.m., two a.m. later, I finally somehow got home. Well, I mean, I know how I got home. I did ride a bike, but usually in that situation, I'm very, very slow going and very aware of my circumstances. I understand um, just how unsafe that can be uh, and thinking about it and talking about it, like if I heard someone else do it I guess one of the issues is that uh, you you feel in control when you're doing it but in reality you actually might not be um, sadly I've had enough practice that uh, a lot of these things a lot of these late night bike rides after a few beers I mean you do have to be careful Luckily, in Beijing, most of the traffic sort of is slow going most of the time, but I would not use that as an excuse to do this. I mean, the the problem uh, with sort of waiting for a cab is that it'll take two hours to get a cab at 11 o'clock or 11.30. Like you, you're waiting two hours uh, for someone to come and pick you up. Uh, even the shoya, like the, the private cars, they'll have a lineup, like they'll have a long queue. So do you stay out for another two hours? Uh, how far in advance do you uh, plan your trip sort of thing? You could take the bus as a, certainly an option, and of course a subway. You can also take the subway. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I do often take the bike anyway. 
uh, and I don't like I don't feel out of control or anything like that. And again, a slow going. Uh, if you sort of keep your head on a swivel and just make sure you're aware of your surroundings, uh, I, I've I find that uh, more more times than not, it's pretty safe, right? So uh, here's uh, here's looking towards the future and that you know that uh, things keep on going that way. Anyway, so four hours or five hours, well, however many hours of sleep, really kind of led to um, yeah, it was a bit of a slow start this morning. I did get up and I did two miles in the morning because, as I've mentioned before, uh, one of the one of the, a good way that I found to sort of um, deal with the the purge of the evening, if you will, is uh, not the purge. I, I shouldn't say that because like, I wasn't sick, I, I wasn't ill or anything like that. Um, it, it was just you know groggy sort of thing. I crushed a bunch of water once I got back, and then also when I woke up and everything. So I went for a run, and typically, like uh, I found that if I go for a run after a night of uh, drinking, uh, of having a few beers and stuff like that, uh, it helps. It helps, and this is not like a real run. It's like a more of a, a plodding jog. <laughs> so it's very gentle, very very gentle. It's not meant to like set a PR or anything like that. It's meant to just simply get you moving. I have found if you do it that way, uh, you're, you're just a lot more awake throughout the day. You don't feel as groggy. So, did I do my workout at lunch? Of course I did. And then after work as well. So, I got the three miles in at lunch. I did 300 double unders, 50 uh, or 60, I can't remember how many, 60 box jumps, bench jumps. I, I jump on a bench instead. And then after work, I did a, a, a bit of a slow and steady weight workout as well. So, Typical Wednesday, all good. Felt pretty good too. So, uh, pleasantly surprised and uh, pleased with that result. But I'll tell you, I'm not sure how many days I need like that where I, I'm out that late. I have other things I got to get done, right? And just I, and I like to get them done. I understand that sometimes things go on a little bit longer. You do have to see people. Uh, but I'm also wondering, do I have to stay out that late? Old man Steve. New DJI drone. So what is this thing? So the DJI Mavic Pro 3 has been released. And they have a Cine version, a Cine version as well. So the Cine version is kind of like your upper uh, upper level mid-range drone. So the Mavic Pro series, and I have one, I have the Mavic 2. Uh, the, the, the whole Mavic series is basically meant to... Uh, uh, Kind of fill the prosumer area. The people who are flying Mavic, uh, like the Mavic lineup, uh, are more hobbyists or enthusiasts rather than your professional photographers or videographers who are hiring out their equipment or hiring themselves out as dronographers. Right. So if you're like a DJI Inspire or uh, something bigger. You're probably doing like uh, corporate work. You're doing a lot of location shoots and stuff like that. And you probably have a pilot's license and stuff like that, or at least a drone license and stuff. Whereas the Mavic stuff doesn't require as much certification or clearances to uh, uh, fly around. However, looking at this thing, I'm going, you know, they actually came out with another one. I think it was a DJI Mini or Mini 2 or whatever. And it was like under 250 grams because one of the, the problems with these drones is that if they're above 249 grams, 250 grams, they have to be registered. Uh, and to get some, you know, 
the fact that you have to register a drone just kind of adds an extra layer of complication to things. Uh, but uh, if one of their drones, I think, is below that, it's under 249 grams, so it means you don't technically, legally, have to register it. Now, I'm sure laws have changed somewhere along the line. The idea being, uh, it's actually quite uh, a lot lighter to carry around with you, which would be nice, you know, so if you're kind of like, I don't know, traveling around the world, <laughs> it'd be nice to have a, a little drone that you can just flip up into the air and take a couple shots and keep on going sort of thing. My one thing is that I do like to shoot in 4K. Uh, I think that's a, it's, it's a good standard video quality to be shooting in. I don't know if I want to take my drone with me to uh, to Poland and Ukraine. I just, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's extra weight. Uh, it would be nice to have in Canada for a little bit, but again, I, I don't know. I mean, how much I need to, uh, who knows? We'll see. I mean, it's extra packing, but um, at that point, who knows? Maybe it'll Maybe I'll take enough stuff back with me and, and I'll have stuff anyway, right? Uh, maybe I will actually use it. I do have to check on the drone regulations in Poland uh, and in Ukraine just to make sure that uh, it's not going to be causing undue stress and troubles that I don't need to face. Uh, Chinese lessons. Oh, and I should say about these drones. Uh, honestly, for the length of time that I've had a drone, I think the vast majority of that time that it's been sitting in my apartment. So careful about getting these things if you're thinking about one make sure you have the places to go fly them and practice flying them because they do take some work to learn they do have apps that can help you learn to fly but an app is not the same as flying a real thing so uh, just be careful with that uh, when you are deciding to get into dronography chinese lesson done so this actually wraps up uh, this package that I bought of 10 classes or something with this uh, one teacher. And um, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it's over only because like it, it, it's a checkbox, a checkmark. I, I had scheduled at one point, by I think, I think it was the end of last week, I had 32 classes scheduled over the next month. Right, So I'm going, Steve, what were, what were you doing that you thought that was a good idea? Now, that again, this actually, it's not just the next month. I think it also goes into June as well. But and so it's the end of April, all of May, and then the beginning of June is like 32. It's now down to 28 classes. And I have another one tomorrow. And then I have a few days off after that. So uh, it's, it's a challenge because I'm doing this Ukrainian language challenge. Uh, that uh, it is going to take up my evenings now. But this this Chinese lesson, uh, I am glad that uh, we were able to finish this up. She was she likes to talk about Canada and drug problems. I'm like, I don't know why. Like, I ask her, like, have you ever lived anywhere else? She's like, well, no, I've only traveled. But I see these this news, and it's all about drugs and stuff like that. And, you know, people are getting attacked because they're Chinese. I'm like, yeah, there's just some areas like that. You, Yes, there is racially motivated hate. Uh, that goes on in in the United States and in Canada, and it's a very sad uh, par part of society and a very sad uh, portion of life over there. Um, I don't know exactly what story she was talking to. She she was saying that there was an elderly lady, a seventy year old, who was uh, attacked uh, for being Chinese, and this elderly lady responded. By grabbing whatever was available, it was a stool or something like that, and she smacked this guy, and she sent him to hospital or something. So, 
I don't know, like I haven't seen this come up through the uh, any other news channel, so I don't know exactly the, the details, but she has this fear, right? And this is, this is actually the main point of this, is that she has this fear, um, and it's not like she can't overcome it, but still, this is the presentation of Canada, of the United States, of the West, and it's unsafe. It's unsafe for uh, Asians unsafe for Chinese people to travel over there, right? I'm thinking, while she's saying this, I'm going, do you have any idea what people think about China when I tell them I live here? (laughs) Like, (laughs) let's just turn the tables for one second. And as much as, you know, you talk about this one lady getting uh, attacked, and that's terrible, I I hear what you're saying. Um, The amount of news that's pouring out about China. Uh oof, I don't know whose human rights violations are worse. I and it's yeah, it's just one of those things that you got to going do, do you read both sides of the news or do you not? Uh anyway, it speaks to, you know, a fear and I I understand it. I appreciate it because even I, I'm not going to lie, thinking about going back to Canada this summer. I I'm kind of going there has been so many changes that have gone on, that I've seen, that I'll tell you, I am actually worried. I'm concerned. I'm going to, I'm concerned that I'm going to show on up. I'm going to say something innocuous, say something, you know, that is what you used to say four or five years ago. And because I haven't been in the country, who knows who I'll offend, right? It does not encourage me to go out in Canada. It does not encourage me to at all want to stay in Canada. So in that regard, I'm very much like my Chinese teacher and that she has no desire to go live over there. And I'm like, I have very little desire to, to travel very much over there. That being the case, as I've noticed, I don't really want to travel very many places anyway. Like I'm, I'm quite enjoying having my own apartment and living here, just doing my thing. That's it, right? Not having to worry about packing up and all the other safety issues. Uh, but uh, that is... That is a, has a personal preference, and I've got projects that I'm working on that are keeping me occupied. So that's uh, that's also another aspect of the whole thing. Uh, Ukrainian lesson. Uh, wow. Did not think I could do that. Uh, do as much Ukrainian as I did. It was horrible. Don't get me wrong. Like, if you were to... Re- I was thinking about recording it. I never did. Uh, but... Uh, she dropped into English, maybe, well, uh, there was a, a few times. So most of her language was Ukrainian, about 90%, 85% was in all Ukrainian. The other 15% was in English. For me, uh, I think 90% of my words were the same. <laughs> and of that, of the whole time, I would say about 50 to 60% of the time I was speaking uh, Ukrainian, but I had to go into either another language, uh, another East Slavic language, or English to make sure I was getting my uh, point across. Uh, There is a translation issue that is going on uh, in my own head, uh, and also switching from thinking in Chinese to thinking in Ukrainian, that was also a bit of a different... a bit of a difficulty as well. So, but all that being said, it was a 45-minute lesson class. And the fact that, like, she didn't really drop into English to explain 
anything. It wasn't a grammar lesson. It was a conversation lesson. And I've had, I'm thinking about this going, this is for me, is now it seems like this is a very good resp- good methodology to follow is just speak. I know that there are other um, people who encourage you to speak from day one. Like Benny Lewis is one of these polyglot guys who's a, often talked about, who, whose famous tagline was speak from day one. Uh, now he studied mostly European languages in that that whole challenge. And when he started doing um, like Asian languages, such as Mandarin, Chinese, and Japanese, speaking from day one was a little bit more difficult. Uh, and I'm just I'm looking at this going Mandarin Chinese, a very difficult language. I've been at it for five years, uh, but Ukrainian, something I've been sort of on and off again for years looking at. You know, what would it take for me to become fluent in Ukrainian, or even dare I say it, Russian? Right, I mean, I know. Uh, but both of those languages, how long would it take? I mean, am I looking at another five, six years of struggling through and not understanding what people are saying? Not only that, like in China, I can utilize, I can use that language right away. So I can deploy it, I can learn it, I can deploy it fast, fast, fast. Ukrainian, not much use. Even the other Slavic languages, not much use because I don't play in those circles. I don't walk in, I don't go in those circles. I mean, and and honestly, I don't really go into many Chinese circles, except for the fact that I live in China, and that whenever I go to the Chaoshe, to the, uh, the, the supermarket, yeah, I can, I can shoot the shit with the, uh, the, the shopkeep, right? That's the extent of it. That's the extent of it. Ukrainian, where am I going to deploy this language? All the Ukrainians I know, they speak English, or that's it, or he's translation software, basically. All it being the case, like I'm looking at this going, and this this does come up in my mind, and I'm, I'm wondering, you're probably wondering the same thing, like, Steve, where's this all going? Like, why, why are you, okay, so you're learning Ukrainian now, you were learning uh, another language, uh, you're learning Mandarin, Chinese, whatever happened to Python, Steve? And I go, well, Python kind of got usurped by the fact that I was like, why would I learn a computer. I don't need to learn how to program the innards of a computer. What I need to do is know how to copy paste code that does what I need to do. Right? That was the idea behind learning coding and programming was just to understand how things could be, you know, copied and pasted together. Because I wasn't selling any of this stuff. It's all just for my own personal use. Uh, Ukrainian, uh, yeah. Like, what is the end goal when? Will there be an end date to my learning languages? Um, given that I'm only at HSK 5, there's another whole level before you can sort of even say that you're decently fluent in the language as measured by just about any means possible. Like if you're doing HSK 6 uh, materials, you're pretty much fluent. Like you're, you're an educated Chinese speaker at that point thinking that I would ever, that I would get to that point in Ukrainian anytime soon, it's like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I have the fortitude. I don't know if I have the motivation to do it. I, I know it's an ancestral language for me, heritage language, but I go, wow, that's a lot of time commitment. Where does it end? What? How do I, how do I choose an end? But not only that, does there, okay, so does there have to be an end? Or, I mean, 
what else am I going to do with my time? If, especially if I'm going to be setting up a language vlog newsletter. I mean, got that on Substack. You can read all that on the YouTube, on the YouTube, on the YouTube box videos as well. Uh, I do have to publish more into them, to tell you the truth. I do want to track this. I actually, if anything, I should probably uh, paste one or post one video per day just to track my Ukrainian pronunciation. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I I tried to make one Ukrainian video, like just speaking Ukrainian, and it was just so painful to watch and to listen to. And if I was painful, you know, it, it's one of those videos like, you know what? We'll put that away for now. We'll come back to it when we're a lot better. And then we can all come back and laugh at it. And we go, I see what you're trying to do there. But wow, is that taking you a while to do? And that's the idea behind growth and progress, right? We get better and better by practicing and practicing. End of April already. Can you believe it? Getting into May. This month has flown by. Uh, I was thinking about booking another podcast uh, tomorrow, uh, but I'm not sure if that's going to get done. I'll tell you, it's just been such a busy, busy month. I'm I'm surprised at how fast it's gone and how fast the next few months are going to go. Even though we're living today in the here and now and right now, the simple fact is that these days are flying by. Anyway, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I hope you are doing well wherever you are. Get get in touch if you need any help. If you you need any inspiration or motivation, I'd be a... Sure to give you a, a few words of encouragement if I can. Uh, if not, then I'll just tell you what uh, David Goggins is saying. You stop being a little bitch and get it done already. Of course, I paraphrase. I paraphrase. Have a good one, folks. We'll talk again. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.